Welcome to a very special edition of the MX Vice podcast. I would say a special name for this podcast, but it's so special that it doesn't even have a regular title. Maybe my mistake, but, you know, we'll figure it out. You know, this could even turn out to be a regular thing because the questions we have are so in-depth that we may be doing one of these at every round for the next for the rest of the year. The guy I'm with probably hopes that isn't the case, but, you know, if it needs to be done, it needs to be done. Um, I'm Lewis Phillips, your host, as normal. Uh, in Portugal, made it here much easier than Argentina, so happy about that. And with me is David Luongo, who I would say your title, but I'm not even sure what it is. So first of all, what is your official title? What is my official title? So I'm the CEO of uh, Infront Motor Racing. Okay. Hello, everyone. Hello, Lewis. Now, we'll start this by saying we normally do one of these every year. We haven't done one since 2019 Indonesia. My mistake. That's my... M- <laughs> I really <laughs> dropped the ball. <laughs> but we would have had masks on. So it would have been very uh, very inconvenient, very horrible. So much nicer like this. And also, a lot of people think this is going to be a very, um, a very easy interview where we will say, everything looks great out there. The weather's great. We're going to have a nice weekend of racing. Tune into MXGP TV. Thanks for listening. But as I've said to everyone, to your credit, you're always open to the tough questions you want to answer what the fans are wondering because obviously if you don't do that, then the fans are just going to continue to ask the same questions and we're never going to actually move forward. Like this is something that has to be done, right? Yeah, yeah, I totally agree with you. You know, to, to ask easy questions, you don't you don't have to come to me. You can also write the answer yourself. So it's a, it's a, it's a great, uh, great time to talk. Uh, also, the last time, like you said, was in 2019. Not so many things happened in two years, so... <laughs> no, you, you look like you've just had an easy couple of years. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was fantastic two years, you know. So, <laughs> no, I think it's good that we, we meet together and, uh, and that we, we go deep into all the, the questions that I can answer because maybe there are some questions I cannot answer <laughs> or so. But I will do my best to, uh, to, to, give, the, to give the answers that, uh, that, uh, that need to be done. This is very raw, and I've just realized that I should have asked this before I press record. How long do we actually have today? When do I have to cut this off? Yeah, look, it's great weather today, sunny day, so we have we have some time in front of us, okay. no worry. The if, race starts tomorrow. To stop, you just wave at me or say, <laughs> and we'll do a part two in Trentino or something. But uh, we'll get into this. First of all, I thought we would start with something quite um, quite simple, but also quite interesting to me. Last year was incredible. It was amazing. Uh, I saw it in everything that I do, MX Vice numbers, even my personal numbers. When I went to America, the amount of people that wanted to talk to me about MXGP. Last year was incredible. You can't make that happen. That's just luck. I said to everyone, I'm not sure that I'll even see something like that again in my lifetime. Um, the way that riders got injured somehow <laughs> worked perfectly to making the most perfect season ever. Did you see the benefit of that? Obviously, like Formula One had a very similar season, and I'm not even a Formula One follower but all i saw was um there were x amount of people who watched the final race it broke records blah 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 did you see a similar growth from the end of mxgp last year and was it what you expected or what you wanted yeah yeah but look it's it's a bit um it's a bit easy to say that it's just luck because we have to remember that uh, last year we were still under covid and uh, we we were able to to provide this season because then, for sure, the, the, the sportsmen, the riders, yeah. they, they made the race and they gave us those fantastic six, seven last rounds for the big, big final with, uh, with the, the race that everybody remember. 
But when we were back uh, in March last year, uh, it was not easy to, to say if we would have uh, a season. So um, let's say that, yeah, after the winter, we are very, very happy to have this season uh, taken place. Um, I think, yeah, like you said, it's, a, it's an historical one. Uh, it gave a lot, a lot of exposure to the GPs. We were in the, all the, big, uh, the biggest newspaper uh, in Europe. Uh, like you said, when you were also in the in USA, a lot of people were talking about. They were singing, sending congratulations to, to to my team for the for the work, but to the rider for the the, the great uh, the great emotions they gave. We all work to have this kind of, of emotion. So when you have a final which is like a Hollywood story, <laughs> you take it for sure. Uh, I hope we can have something uh, great this year. It will be for sure different, but sports. It's the only place where you can always have great surprise. It's something, you know, the, the sport, the live sports event is something that you cannot write before. And uh, when you go to, to see movies, it's something. When you go to see uh, live sports, you, always are, you are always surprised. And uh, so for sure, last year we'll stay in the memory. We will do our best to, to, give, to give the fans <laughs> the, the, the same emotion this year. We have much more tracks, so we have much more countries. Uh, so maybe a lot of surprise will rise. I think uh, the, 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 the first uh, GPs of Maxime Renault is one of the good surprises of the year. Uh, the comeback of the riders that are injured for the, last, the, 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 the next races will bring also some spice to the, to the championship. So yeah, every season is different. Uh, last year was one of the best, uh, but the future you know, is still to write. So let's see. Let's, um, let's get into fan questions. Now, people listening, if you don't get your question asked, I've received like nearly a thousand. So I can't sit here and ask a thousand questions. I'm sorry. I know you're probably going to think I personally decided to leave you out. I can't, I can't ask a thousand questions. I'm sorry. But we'll use these five that I have picked. Also, I picked the professional questions. If you're going to send a stupid question, you're not going to get on. That's how this works. We'll use these questions um, as just a basis for the conversation. We'll, like, these will lead to other things. But um, first off, uh, Ryan G 437 asked, is the lack of riders something that in front takes seriously? And if so, what are you doing or thinking uh, to fix it? Obviously, that's referring solely to Argentina, mm -hmm. um, which is a special situation anyway, because I think a lot of people, I find it, people think we just fly to Argentina, it's one flight, happy days. It's, it's Argentina, but it is <laughs> uh, yeah. deep in Argentina, definitely not easy. Um, obviously, the injuries didn't help. Had we not had... We are in just a bad spot with injuries at the moment, so that didn't help entries either. Mm. Either. But what was your take on um, the number of riders we had on the starting line uh, last yeah. time out? But, so we have to build up a bit the background of, uh, of this uh, just to, to, to give uh, the, the, the clearest answer possible. Here again, we come back from two years of... Uh, dra two dra uh, dramatic years, yeah. say like this in English? Yeah, two dramatic years uh, in terms of uh, with the COVID that uh, affected the world. I think uh, it was the, the most uh, difficult years of the World Championship since the creation of the Motocross World Championship because the, the World Championship was created after the World War II. Yep. So it was the, the biggest crisis we had uh, to face for a World Championship. Again, it's not a national championship. It's not uh, races that are taking on in one place. It's a race that have to go worldwide. This is also mentioned in the agreement we have with FIM, so it's something that has oh, to go. That's actually, there's actually pressure on you to deliver that. We are a promoter of World Championship. We yep. are not a promoter of European Championship. <laughs> the European Championship is the EMX, EMX 125, EMX 250. You have national championship in every country. 
the MXGP is a world championship. So this is this is the first thing to say. We really, the last two years were very, very, very complicated for us as promoter, for sure, because we have to 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 make 80% of the last two years without any public. This is also something um, when you put it in the context is yeah. quite crazy. It was like private race <laughs> almost. It was nice for me. Yeah, I felt it was very nice special. For, yeah, <laughs> no, but it, well, it was not nice at all because when when you work with the passion of the sport, you want to listen noise, you want to see public, you want to give pleasure and to give emotion to people. And uh, and in the last two years, you know, we we really we really put all in place to secure the jobs. This was the the only the only um, motivation we had by delivering a world championship uh, a championship which was with 18 races yeah. was to secure the jobs of uh, of everybody in the paddock here you have 1200 people at least that are professional linked to the to the world yeah. championship so it was very important for us to deliver events but uh, this is one part of the background of where how we arrived to Argentina uh, after 2 years we have to to come back to overseas when we when we were uh, able to travel again so for sure, Argentina was uh, in the was the first race to be cancelled when the, the pandemic started one week before the GPs. Yep. It was very very difficult for us. Uh, so it was a kind of rebirth of the World Championship to go back in Argentina. So the track is one of the most appreciated of the World Championship. Also, the rider love this place. The team love this place. But it arrived after two years of very difficult moment in the finance. So for sure. Uh, some private teams have difficulties to go to such place and as promoter I will never push uh, a team which cannot make a, a budget to make overseas to come yeah. but we have leverage to help them and this is something we do for years now we give uh, to the top 20 riders 200 kilos for traveling for the freight and with the experience we have we see that the privateer can, uh, can, can work with that because with uh, one crane, one fly, fly yep. case with the bike and the material for the GP, with 200 kilos, you manage to have one rider. Yep. So this is, this is the first thing. The second thing is the number of injuries. We definitely have a lot of injuries since the beginning of the year. Even before the season starts, we, uh, we have the world champion in MXGP, which is injured. We have the second in the MXGP, which is injured. We have many riders in MX2 also, which are injured. So this is a second aspect, which is related to our sport. Yep. We, I, I remember a season, I think it was like uh, seven, eight years ago, when during a training, before the first GP race, we lost almost four riders. Yep. So it's it's something that happen, uh, unfortunately, sometimes in our sport. Then you have the difference between MX2 and MXGP. MX2 is and will be and will remind uh, the access class to the MXGP. The, the MXGP is the diamond of the sport. It's where you find all the biggest stars. When you fight, when you, when you 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 fight for the, 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 the you know the, the yeah the, the the best of the best of, of motocross. And uh, in MX2 there are there is the the, the, the 23 years old uh, yeah. limi limitation of with the age, and you have riders that go that goes up every year. So you have also some gener some time in the generation of MX2 where you have a lot of riders coming up. And uh, Renault came up in MXGP and uh, is uh, showing to the world that he's, uh, he's also a, a fantastic champion because he, he already uh, he's already in uh, in in in, um, in the top three of the of the world championship. So all in all, bring this low number of riders. It was less riders in MX2 than in MXGP. For sure, uh, it's not the best. Uh, for sure, we don't have the target to bring 30 riders. Yep 
from uh, from Europe to overseas. This is also to be very clear and very honest with everybody. Uh, we bring the best of the best uh, to make the World Championship. I will never ask uh, to um, to um, a team of privateers, which is 33rd, 34th, yeah. to go to Argentina, to go to Indonesia, to go to go to Oman. Uh, and uh, and this this is our view. So then, uh, for sure, with the, na the the national riders, we were uh, we were with a good number in MXGP. It was low in MX2. It's something which is punctual for now. So it's not something uh, like uh, a trend. Yep. Uh, so it's too early to say. Uh, but uh, what is sure is we will continue to be our championship. We will continue to help the teams in our way. Uh, we cannot help like Formula One. We cannot help like Dorna. We don't have uh, the the TV rights that that allow us to 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 give uh, to give uh, to give uh, more yeah. things than what we do. We give we we give the help we we can give thanks to the to the the calendar we have. Uh, but uh, and this is our line. The um is that where you think MotoGP Formula One? That's where their input to teams comes from predominantly TV rights. Do you think that's mainly where these other sports are able to make more of a difference with getting riders uh, overseas and stuff? You know, when you see the the, the other motorsports, first, uh, they bring not so many more riders than us. Yeah, like 22 is yes. considered, that's great. Whereas yes. for us, yes, 22 for us people go, ooh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, when for us, uh, the, the target is 40. Yeah. So it's 40 riders. Uh, then... Um, the biggest difference with the other, the, the other major sports is the TV right. And this uh, is the truth, and, uh, and it's something which is uh, which is uh, linked to our sport since years. Uh, we will never be like football. We will never be like F1. Uh, the, the, the the business model of this sport is based on spectators. Is based on ticketing. Uh, is based on marketing. Is based based on exposure but it's not based uh, on TV right. We do our best to improve that yep. every year, but it's not at the level of the other sports, major sports, I would say. We are good in our level of sport, but not, not like the, ma the major sport. And this helps a lot to have finance uh, more. You say um, you're not aiming to get 33 riders overseas. What would be your, um, like your sweet spot? What number is the number where you're like, okay, we've hit our target, this is good, I'm happy with this? Yeah, it's around 25. 25 riders which is where we were at uh, the last time we went to Argentina yeah yeah it's that it's that and I think again uh, without injuries and without Covid we would be at, at this uh, this number for sure and I'm sure in the future we will be back at this number just to um just to confirm to everyone that what you said about the freight is true uh, I learned today that Jordi Tixier went using just the allowance of freight that you gave him didn't use over that so didn't have to pay anything extra so yeah as a privateer he just paid for flights hotel and his shipping was technically all covered by um, in front. Obviously, he could have gone further than that if he wanted to take more stuff, whatever luxuries he would have wanted to take, he could have paid more. But as a privateer, he was obviously on a budget and he made it happen. So I guess you hearing that is like, okay, we're not too far wrong with what we're offering these guys. Yeah, yeah, no, but it's, it's, it's really two, uh, you have two, two level of teams. You have this, this yeah. kind of teams and you have the factory team. The factory teams, they transport much more material. Uh, but they transport also marketing materials. They transport uh, spare bikes. They transport much more uh, things to be secure on the on the racing day. You know, so it's um, and then it's it's up to them to uh, to check what is necessary, what is less necessary, and to also make the you know when as a promoter we also transport material, and uh, when we arrive in a time of. Uh, 
of uh, where, where the costs are rising. Yep. I also ask, ask my people to for the marketing things to to, to, to be to be innovative to, to find the things on site, you know. And uh, and most of the time, uh, for sure, the bikes is made here. Yeah. Is a factory bike. Uh, even the privateers they bring their bike. But then for uh, for uh, privateers, for example, I know a lot of them. They, they buy material, the, the tools. They buy uh, the when they have to buy the, um, the, the the air pressure. They can find it also in Argentina because Argentina is a country where you find everything. Yep. Like you find it in Indonesia, like you find it in Oman. So it's also if it's not the thing to take to take it easy. For sure, we have to 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 think always how to improve, and in with us but also with the teams one thing that i think would help is if we could do what we did in 2017 and have argentina and then uh, mexico brazil yeah, sure. because obviously like indonesia um we've got two of those so a team may look at argentina and go okay we can miss one round it's fine if it's two then they're like okay we should go and also it kind of um it helps with the costs because obviously you're not going europe back europe back you're going there and you're staying there the equipment's staying there and it makes yeah. things um but it makes things easier this is the target uh brazil uh brazil's been close for a while yeah, hasn't yeah it? but it's, it's, it is very close it is very close for us south america is very important brazil is is a huge country of fans uh and the last time we were there in beto carrero and in goyas was a, it was a great success uh, but then again here it has been a, a, a crisis <laughs> with the currency and now they are going out of this of this crisis, and uh, it's a country where um, I am sure we will be back on the calendar in the future. But for sure, when we have a, a GP like Mexico, like Brazil, we will link it with with Argentina because we do the we have to do logic things because again, when the team move uh, some hundreds kilos, yeah. we move thousands of yeah. kilos. <laughs> so it's for us also it's something which has to be logic. Yeah. So clear clearly, when the the, the, the dream is to link two GPs together when we go overseas. Um, similar similar question, but uh, I actually missed completely when we started this. Uh, Gary Lane asked, why are the numbers in the EMX classes staying so healthy while the main classes are struggling? Which is actually a very... I have my own theories on this, which I won't share because this isn't my podcast. But um, yeah, what do you think of that question? I think, again, it's based on the, on the beginning of the year. Uh, because um, when you see the the list of the OAT, which are the, the officially approved yep. team, uh, we are over 30, 30 riders in MXGP and uh, in, MX, in, in MX2. So again, uh, when you see the riders that are registered to participate in the World Championship, we have the numbers. Now is the the, the, the particularity of this beginning of season that yep. bring us uh, uh, this uh, this amount of riders. Uh, in European, is different. In European. We built those class with uh, the fact that rider can be qualified. Uh, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's class where the rider use it for develop themselves yep. for the kids. For it starts with a, with a whole pyramid. We explained it a lot a lot of time in the past, but I think it's also important to to remind it. Um, the, the the EMX is 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 based from 65. To, to 250 yep. is some things that we use uh, to develop talents. So here we want the numbers. We really want the numbers yeah. because more rider you have, more uh, talent you create. And then in the World Championship, we want the quality. Uh, this is this is this is uh, our uh, our uh, our target and the way we work. European class quantity work. 
to develop skills, to really arrive to, uh, to, to, to be talented, to be seen by the teams, to the, the factory teams, and then MX2 and MXGP, quality, great race, and, uh, and, and a speed which is today crazy, because when you see the, the, the top five of each class, the, the, the speed of MX2 and MXGP is, is just crazy. I think one of, the, one of the problems that maybe leads to Gary's question is some of the riders in EMX250 are developed and are ready for MX2, but they hang back a little longer than they maybe should and they're like i feel i think that's where maybe there's a bit of an issue with emx 250 not pushing the talent into mx2 as quickly as would be ideal because like uh elzinger for instance was third in the championship last year i feel like that proves you're ready for mx2 (laughs) so at that point you should be moving up to mx2 which then increases the mx2 entries and then makes more room in emx 250 for um another rider to prove their worth but i guess uh, you can only control so much no this we cannot control because it has to be you know he he, he has to he he needs to have a profile that will interest uh, a team of mx2 also so we have to see in mx2 the riders that move to mxgp that will give the the, the spot for him for this it's also very important to have this age limit i know that it's uh, for some people you know it's like uh, why we put 23 why we don't put 25 but why we don't put 18 why we don't put 27 at the point we have to make um, a draw and and to say a line and say okay it's here and then when you go up you go to the gp class by making this we we make the, the the snowball to roll because every year you, you, you have to move yep. and every year you, you give space to new talent when if you don't do that then you freeze yeah. to championship yeah MXGP completely. last year wouldn't have been as good without the age rule yeah clear clear so for sure when you do that you have some some talents that are still not ready yep. some of them because when but you this see is Maxim, the world championship so yes, you've got you, to be then, ready <laughs> so then you go back to European yeah. championship with the open class and this is also the wha- why we, we make this open class uh, because when you arrive to EMX2 and you are not ready, then you have a class that allow you to spend some more years to have more chance to then go to the MXGP. But it's if we if we remove this age limit, then you will have world champion in MX2, which will be 28, 30, <laughs> 31, because they will prefer the 250 bikes, yep. probably, because the team will don't take a risk to lose a rider that win, because this is also something you can have the philosophy of say of saying yes the rider has to go to the gp but when you you have the test of the winning yeah then you don't you don't want to lose it so to 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 avoid that we we, we create this pyramid system with the class with the european class and the gp class right yeah i think that is the problem everyone everyone likes everyone would much prefer to win than finish 15th it looks better on instagram <laughs> it sounds better to your friends it's a very nice place to be um and to be honest i don't now the feedback i get i think most people are quite okay with the mx2 age limit but what about emx250 having that as the same as mx2 what about putting emx250 at 20 because i would argue that if at 20 you're not ready for mx2 then your future in this sport maybe isn't looking too bright in a nice way (laughs) yeah this is maybe something we have to think but for for us really the 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 age limit and in in emx250 was to be aligned with the with the emx2 then to give again a spot in the was in that the to make more like flexibility for people going from emx 250 to mx2 and having to go back if they're yeah. not ready to make it so it's more fluid between those two yeah, classes yeah yeah, yeah. it was it was one of the of the of the of the, um, 
it's an yeah. argument or so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That actually makes a lot of sense to me. See, this interview is quite um, <laughs> this, this interview is quite um, quite useful. Um, sticking with the overseas topics, uh, Matt Bowen uh, said, if we are going to have flyaway GPs, surely rich countries like the Emirates can cover the cost of travel for all teams. Um, this is way above my pay grade. I know nothing about this. I know those countries are rich and they like spending money, <laughs> but have you ever had uh, any? interest in that from those countries any conversations is that even a possibility yeah the thing is uh in reality they, they, they already do it because the 200 kilos are financed by the by by the contract uh, they, they are with oh, us. oh really so that's in the event contract you with know, overseas races people mention also many times that overseas is bringing more revenues than europe yeah. european gp it is right it, it is yeah. right but when we go overseas, we have more cost than the European <laughs> GP or so, because we have all this, the yeah. freight, uh, we move thousands of kilos to get there, so we have much more cost. Uh, our people, they, st they stay out of home for a week, the flight, everything. So all the, um, all the what is inside uh, an agreement with an overseas team help us also to have the, 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 the help for the team for yeah. with the freight. So it's already inside. Then to, to cover totally if you put the amount of the um, of, of the wall paddock moving, uh, you you really talk in, in numbers that uh, that cannot be covered. By yeah, the like if I'm guessing, using the knowledge of what my flights cost, if you wanted to cover the flights for all of the teams and riders, you're probably looking at three hundred thousand, maybe more. Yeah, that's more probably a low yeah. number. Yeah, yeah, clear, clear, clear. And I guess that's him. You it can't it have it that it conversation. Has to be, it has to be a, a, a model which which works, which still work with the organizer. You know, I would like also to have one organizer that pay for the whole season. You know, <laughs> say, when you dream, you dream without limit. But then you have also to bring to bring back the reality. And the reality is, you have a market price where an, an organizer can can go he cannot go over yeah. otherwise it doesn't make sense to make a, a motocross race and he will make a formula one race uh, because uh, <laughs> you know, every every sport has its yeah. value also and we cannot go over or less this is something that is, and it's it's our uh, target to bring the value of this championship every every year higher yeah. and uh, when we reach new step we have more revenue to give more uh, flexibility to the teams it's it's a it's a, um, it's something that goes all together yeah but I can say, yeah, the, the overseas, they already contribute to, 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 to the teams because part of, uh, of this help us to finance uh, the, this, uh, this fight. That actually makes a lot of sense because I guess if you, if you put the value on MXGP too high for these organizers or these local governments, then someone in an office somewhere will look at the list and go, well, hang on. If, if we're going to pay this for MXGP, let's just pay this a little bit more and do F1. <laughs> yeah, well, it's not... <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. <laughs> the difference between GP and okay. F1 is a bit... Moto, uh, yeah, uh, MotoGP or something closer. <laughs> <laughs> but if you put the value that high, I guess. <laughs> I told you I know nothing. <laughs> we are a very cheap sport com com compared to, to, to this, uh, this uh, I F1. Guess, um, and, uh, let's say we are very affordable, yeah. like a world championship compared to uh, to this like football or formula 1 i guess like you say um this is in the event uh, the overseas organizers contracts and stuff i guess there have been overseas events that have gotten close but you've kind of sat back and gone okay they don't really have the ability to do what they need to do and this isn't going to be possible for the team so we just have to let this opportunity go even yeah, though yeah. i'm sure you'd like to go to x country yeah yeah this this has been already in the past yes but with the technical manual yep that we have to provide to make a world championship uh, great in organization and we for sure the, the, the finance uh, to make this uh, this Grand Prix viable for all of us clear um, just quickly uh, on this topic before we move on 
what countries have gotten close recently are we close to going to? I've heard rumours about, obviously, I guess you can't specifically say, but I've heard rumours Brazil. Uh, I've heard rumours Canada recently. I haven't heard any rumours about the USA lately. Um, but Brazil and Canada are probably the two I've heard the most about lately. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's always, you know, when we when we see the the world map and uh, and we want to place uh, MXGP, we have to feel about markets. Yep. Uh, but um, I, I mean markets of fans of of industry. Uh, and Brazil, it's a country of motocross fans. Yep. Australia is a country of motocross fans. Canada is a country of motocross fans. USA is a country of motocross fans. In US, we we found a. We we have a great uh, a great collaboration with Redbud and with MX Sports. Um, we found a good model now, I think, with with the Motocross of Nation coming back uh, with a, a regularity yep. to, to, to USA. Uh, then for sure, when we'll be in Redbud, uh, I always a lot of pleasure to to talk with Davy, with all his team, and also with the Richie family. So who knows what the future can bring? But for sure, the Motocross of Nation in US is is a great success. It's an event which is appreciated by by, by the American fan. Uh, I think the the European fan loves to travel there also for this event, which is a which is a big plus compared to a, to a GP. Uh, for nation, you have Europe coming to US, yeah. when for a GP, you just have American fans. Yeah. So this is also a difference. Uh, but clear, yeah, you have this. The, those countries are, are really on the. On the on the wish list of, of the of the GP World Championship, I guess that's actually an interesting point. Like the American Motocross of Nations are incredible, um, incredibly successful, almost perfect. I would say, even with the red bud, uh, even with the weather we had in Red Bud last year, which should have well, was a British uh, last weather. Time. Yeah, well, that should have ruined everything, yeah. but it didn't. <laughs> um, I guess maybe having a USGP would almost devalue those American Motocross of Nations in a way, because it would almost be like having. I don't know. Maybe it would take that little special factor away from the Red Bud Nations. Yeah, we, we we have to we have to think about because uh, it's also always a good event. Is also a t- uh, depending on the timing of the event. You know, maybe s- some years ago it was not the time to yeah. do it. Maybe now the yeah the the, the the situation is different. It's something that we we have we have to think every year uh, where the situation is and uh, nation for sure is a must. Uh, and I think the American market is also happy of having uh, a motocross of nation regularly in the U.S. For the GP, is a bit more. Um, we have we have to think about. We have we have to talk with uh, EMA. We have to talk um, if if a, a GP can be well done and can be appreciated and can be a success. I guess it's difficult as well because you go to Brazil, you go to Argentina, you go to Canada, you go anywhere like that. It's kind of an open playing field. You go to the USA. People think we're busy. They have 29 races that pay points a season. So that even trying to find your niche in that packed out calendar is um, near impossible. It's 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 not easy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not easy. But for that, it's it's good to concentrate on the on some things that work well. Uh, and uh, this motocross of nation will be will be crazy uh, when we uh, we see the the the, the pre sales. The ticketing is crazy. Uh, if we are a bit lucky with the <laughs> weather, <laughs> even if it was a, a fantastic <laughs> event, you know, uh, it will be in the memory of everybody. I, I receive also a lot of phone calls for the for the pit bike of nation for <laughs> all this, you know. So it will be. It will yeah, be that one like I don't understand how that got so big, but that seems to be. Yeah, maybe yeah, you yeah. should promote that yeah, instead. Maybe <laughs> we should make a standalone <laughs> event again. <laughs> but it's something which is really also appreciated. So it will be a three, four days of craziness yeah. in Red Bud. So it's something really that we, we are happy for. 
uh, and we are very excited to arrive uh, to arrive to uh, to September there. Hard question, but this is this is what we're here for. Um, say we're in 2028 right now, and we haven't been to a USGP in the last six years. Would that surprise you? Do you think we go back to a USGP in the next five six years? I think everything is possible. Uh, everything is really possible. Okay, we like that answer. Um, sticking with a the round theme, uh, obviously a lot of British people, <laughs> they love this question. Um, Andre Blakely said, why don't you give Steve Dixon the British round in British summertime? Which uh, you can explain. <laughs> well, we will start with funny things. You know, before, before to, join, uh, to join Ustream yeah. and work with, uh, with my father, I was a professional football player. And I, I had my season in Livingstone in Scotland. I signed in June in Scotland, right? And uh, the the most highest temperature I saw was like ten degrees in July. Yeah, it's not a great place to go. Yeah, yeah. So for <laughs> that, I mean, <laughs> I mean, when you are seeking for high temperature in yeah. UK, you can choose August, July, yeah. September, and you can have surprise every time. Now, wh uh, to come back on serious things, you know, when we when we made the um, the, the calendar. Um, the, the, the 2022 calendar it was normally in normal time we do the calendar in September yeah we have a, a, a bench of 20 races we have like one or two GPs which are at, which are at risk compared to what organizer what's uh, what's happened in the country etc but the, the 18 the big majority of the races are secure and, uh, and everything is done for because of the COVID we end the season very late so we we were not sure about the calendar before mid-January, and at that time, the only country in Europe that were allowing uh, sports public event to, to have public without limitation, without mask, yep. without anything, was UK. If we were going to France, was 5,000 spectator limitation. If we were going to Italy, was no spectators again because we were in the in the um, third or fourth yeah. wave. I even don't remember. Seventh, yeah. something. <laughs> it's a storm. It's not the way. Uh, yeah, you know. So we were uh, on one big wave on the winter time. So the, all the government were really closing everything yeah. again, and UK was the only place uh, where we could have a decent event with public. So this really drives us in in in, in this decision. Then we were unlucky because it's the only thing I can say when you have a storm uh, that hit you uh, and nev has, nev has not been seen since uh, 30 years. Yep. It's something which was crazy. Um, we work like hell because this is also something people may not realize. But uh, we, we work with Steve, his team, the ACU, the FIM to secure the people first because it was really dangerous out there yep. it was impossible to host anybody during this weekend because we, we, we it was almost tent flying uh, high run flying so it was really really something tough for all of us um, then we decided on Saturday morning because we still had a little hope you know sometimes we forecast that it yep. can change but it didn't change so we take this decision to, to, to postpone the event to next week and we were lucky so to have this 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 weekend off the week after so um, steve made five days of craziness to find the services the medical the marshal everything to to, to be able to deliver a gp and uh, we had the best public the best number of public of the history in matterley basing except of the motocross of nation so at the end it 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 was a, it was a good decision to yep. make, because it's still the opening GP of the year. 
the, the British fan loves motocross. Uh, it's, it's really a country of motocross. So um, one month before you have the, na the, the, the national championship, uh, the British championship is, is taking on uh, the from the months before. Yeah. So it's and it's also a winter time. So yep. it's uh, it's uh, something which is it's not uh, unique. <laughs> it's not unique. And uh, and then uh, to come back to why we cannot give in July, uh, a world championship is made um, by fine tuning the best possible the request of 20 organizers that want the best date. Yeah. So this is something which is it's it's our uh, most difficult task to do to give the best date or the closest best date of what the organizer ask. Yeah. In Indonesia, it's impossible to go out of June and July. We love that. <laughs> because of weather condition. Yeah. When we didn't have choice, we were going there in the beginning in Pangal Pinang, yeah. and it was raining for seven days. Yeah. So this, this is something we cannot just do that. The, the good thing could have been to go to Argentina for the first one, like we did in the past. But this year, because of COVID, the government was not giving the authorization to, to make the race end of February. Yeah. So they were giving this authorization for, for March. For March, so it was not possible to do it. Then France, Germany, Spain, all those countries have contract with a date in uh, in in June. So it's uh, June is, is is blocked. Yeah. And then when we arrive to August, September, August has always been historically the Nordic country. Yeah. And then September, you have the end of the season with uh, Oman and uh, Turkey and, and Oman, and yep. then we go to the to the to the to, to the, the U.S. and we need. When we do overseas, we need one week before, one week after, because of the traveling. So, all in all, it's, it's very, very tricky to make uh, to make a, a calendar where everybody is perfectly happy. Yeah. The thing is, when you saw the week after, when we make the British GP, the weather okay was not warm, but the weather was fantastic. It was one of the most the the, the best track uh, also of the last uh, the last decade in Matale. The track was the condition yep. of the tracks were perfect. Uh, and it has been a great event. So, um, yeah, for sure we can do better. But for this situation, this year was not possible to do something else. So next year, if everything goes well and there's no more um, craziness, it's likely that we'll start with overseas like we have been for the last 10 years. Then maybe Matley comes April, March, early in the season still, because like you say, June, July is just... It's effectively fully booked for the next 10 years. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're right. Our... our uh, Our dream is, is this, is to start with overseas. Also for the team is good because uh, uh, they start in easy condition. Yep. You know, it's, 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 a, it's a good start of season to go overseas. Uh, we, we discovered that with, uh, with the, the mix Qatar Thailand. Yep. And we, we, we try to keep it as, as long as possible, but uh, this year was impossible. I think next year we, we will come back to that. Uh, Callum Crossland asked, what's your favorite part of an MXGP event and which part specifically do you want to improve? Uh, I guess this isn't just talking about racing, this is talking about the entire event around us. But the best part is racing. This is, uh, you know, uh, I'm born uh, in this world. Yep. Uh, my father is in this world for 40 years now. Uh, I received my first bike when I was two years old. So for me, the best part of all of this is linked to passion and is yeah. linked to the event. Is to see uh, Jeff Rehrlings and uh, and Roman Febre battling for the fi for the win. Is to see uh, a young kid uh, making surprise like Maxime Renault. Is uh, all the pleasure I can get is related to racing. Then you have to improve every every aspect of of, of an organization because. Uh, 
my dream is always to bring uh, motocross to a higher level for the, the hardcore fan to, to enjoy the history of the sports to, do, to don't lose them uh, in, uh, in crazy new things yeah. you know to, to for that we have a lot of uh, historical uh, histori hist historical tracks like uh, Materley, like uh, Erne, like Saint-Jean, like... Even Ashura, this track is quite historic. Like, <laughs> like Agueda, yes, for sure. Uh, we have a very big amount of, of, of tra traditional track. Even in Argentina, now yep. they say that no no uh, Neuken start to be also a traditional track. Yeah. Know? So because they say after <laughs> six years, we can say that it's a tra it tra traditional If it makes them happy, they can call it whatever they like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and then uh, it's, ex it's very exciting to build new projects. Uh, like uh, what you have to imagine is we go sometimes in area where are completely virgin like Indonesia yep and here it's very exciting because you you built everything from scratch from the project to the event so here you have a lot of uh, of stress challenging but this is, is is a very exciting part of our work uh, because uh, when you have to go one month uh, in, in in Indonesia uh, in a country where people doesn't speak English so you you have also difficulties to, yeah. to communicate sometimes with, with some of the people, you know, with the, some some workers. So, so sometimes you have to find different uh, solutions yeah. that you would find in Europe or in USA or in even in Argentina. So it's you you have to you have to always uh, reinvent uh, yourself uh, and uh, and yeah, what we have to improve everything everything because you cannot take. Uh, any objective when it's tickets yep. you, you have to make the, the to, to rise the level to another one so it's um we, we are working on details we are working uh, uh on the track to improve the safety always uh for example this is something which is the case for this year and but it was the case also in the past the, the track most of the time the track which are the, the most uh, appreciated by yeah. the riders are the tracks that bring the the biggest amount of uh, of injuries yeah and this is something we, it's, uh, tricky things that we have to deal with because we have to keep uh, we have to keep the the, um, the history of the track we have to keep the, the the soul of the track but we have to to adapt it to 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 the modernity of the sports and this is something which is quite tricky but very exciting because you have to find trick and you have to find uh, innovation to 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 adapt the track to the to to the to the sport era I, um, there were actually a few questions about injuries and what you think we can do to stop them. Mm. I didn't put them in because, personally, I just think it, it comes down to that luck thing again. I don't think there is anything that you can do, anyone can do about injuries. Sometimes we have a season where no one really gets injured, which is great. Other times we have a year like this where people get injured and most of them didn't happen at MXGP events. So these are just random things happening in random places. And I honestly don't think there's anything that you can do, uh, the AMA can do, Feld can do, MX Sports can do. I just think it's something that, unfortunately, is going to happen in motocross. And sometimes it will be like this year and it will all happen quite quickly and it will be a terrible thing. And sometimes, like last year, we'll get lucky and a lot of people will crash and they'll bounce up, be okay, and back next week. Yeah, well, in, in motorsport, you have to take any incident as a case and 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 investigate on it to see if you can improve if you can improve oh is that something that happens yeah yeah like being in an office and doing an accident report yeah yeah we oh. do yeah yeah every, every with FIM okay. we, we do every every time we uh, we see uh, an area uh, which can bring uh, some accidents yep. and and you see some crashes repeating in this area we modified it so it's not something that we have to 
to take uh, to take easy and say yeah it's just it's just bad luck so, sometimes it's bad yeah. luck for sure uh, we, we we are doing a sport which is uh, which is fantastic but uh, with uh, with a crazy speed uh, with the rider which are great skill fantastic skills but the the, the, the the speed and the levels they have today yeah you know it's still a human with a bike hitting the ground so it's uh it's uh, when when they crash it's uh, it's still uh, it's still a sport which bring this uh, this yeah. kind of things when in, in other sports you don't have this so for that um, it's important for us to always think how to improve uh, then for sure you have year you have years where uh, you have more injuries than, than other but you have in some places the the let's say the speed is a problem the speed is yep. a problem on tracks uh, because the the technology on bikes today are are, are fantastic because you know it, w- MXGP World Championship is a, is a championship of prototypes yep. so you have the um, the bike which are developed to be on on the market in 2 3 4 years so we cannot stop that because it's, it's also the the, the the target of our sports yep. but this bring when you have tracks with 60 80 meters straight uh, the, the the speed is increasing every year because it can be destroyed with a lot of routes, with a lot of uh, holes and bumps, but the bikes are going faster and faster. And on top of that, you have the skills of the rider, which is improving every year, physically, mentally, all this. You know, our sports become every year more professional in the way to to um, to, 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 to to make racing. So yeah. all, all this makes the, the, the rider to be more and more fast. But we have to always improve the track. In the new tracks, we build them in a way to take all this in consideration. Okay. And in the traditional track, we need sometimes to make modification, to yep. ask organizer to make modification because we have the experience uh, to see some crashes that happen in, in, in such conditions. Yeah. So it's it's uh, sometimes bad luck, but most you, you, re- you really have to keep an eye on it and to, 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 to always investigate in the, in the aim of improving. Um. Can I tell you what I would like to see improved in MXGP? Uh, my pass is dangling but down my neck, so you can grab it quite easily if you like to. Um, I think that we, as a MXGP community, really, really need to work on showing personalities. I think that at the moment, MXGP is getting left a little behind because we, as a group, are not doing a good enough job of showing people why they need to cheer for Maxime Renault, why Jeremy Sewer is funny, why this guy's interesting. Like, um, Jeffrey, I think his personality is well known. He's very well known as being sort of a fighter. He'll kill anyone to win a race. And I think that's why he is so popular. And honestly, I think Jeffrey has done a lot for raising the popularity of his championship. Um, But like you say, you've uh, mentioned Maxime Renault's incredible MXGP results so far. His results are incredible, but I still think work needs to be done by me, MXGP, Yamaha, Monster, everyone, to explain to people why... They need to cheer for Maxime Renault, why they should like him, how his injury backstory is horrific, and it's incredible that he's even racing still. I think that, as a group, we really need to figure out how to show that these riders are funny, have a personality, and also have been through their own personal issues to get where they are right now. I totally agree with you. I totally agree with you. You know, I have, like, a hundred ideas I can email you. So if you want that email... Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I will take them. You know? <laughs> no, no, it's, it's really something... You know, popularity of a sport uh, is based on how many people see uh, see it. It's, uh, 
why football is the most popular sport on earth yep. is because it's the biggest is the sport where you have the biggest amount of people that watch it so then want to play it and then the, the snowball rolls uh, motocross is getting more and more popular because he has more and more exposure uh, the social network gave us new tools yep. to touch people than before it was just the TV to access. Otherwise, if you make the most beautiful Grand Prix but you don't have TV, you just have 25, 30,000 fans uh, which, are, uh, which are here to, to witness the yeah. event, but that's it. It's, it's a great, great, great GP in the middle of a nice track, but that's it. When you have TV, the TV brought uh, a new era of, uh, of, of marketing sport, but yeah. not just us, uh, all, the, all the sport in the world. And this was for the last, uh, yeah, 30 years. The the, the, the biggest target of, of a promoter is to, to, to make the sport, the, the hype of the sport higher by bringing them to to, to TVs to allow more people to be aware of this yeah. sport. The social network is bringing us to another another era because now you can really focus on personality. When before with TV you have the mainstream, so yeah. you just show your sport and that's it. Uh, for sure, Netflix start to do it with, uh, with, with F1. I'm sure you have yep. this in mind when you when you think about that, and it helps a lot uh, F1 to to cr to create characters uh, like Verstappen, Leclerc, yep. etc. But we have the same here. We ha we have we have the same uh, we have the same character in this yep. paddock. Uh, Jeffrey is a fantastic character. Uh, Antonio Caroli was a, was a fantastic character. Also, he's still, but w when yep. he was rider, he, he was also some, uh, a, a great guy and somebody which has a story to tell yep. because his, his personal story is also something that that can inspire people. And the, the 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 what make us to love a sport is inspiration that this sport bring to us. Uh, so for sure, on that aspect, we have to progress to 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 make it better. And to use social network for that, the riders starting to use it uh, well. Yep. You have a lot of work to be done, but they do it. Uh, Red Bull is doing it very, very well yep. with, with their riders. Uh, Monster is starting to do it also, so it's uh, it's something which is great. Uh, and uh, for sure, we have to see it more and more. This is this is clear but because this gives you the direct link between the fans and the athletes. Yeah. When you have, uh, when you, when they know their stories, they, they 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 will have much more argument to appreciate them. Yeah. Also as person, because they, when they put the helmet again, for the for the hardcore fans, motocross will always be the best sport in the world, and this is clear. But for all the people I bring to the GPs for the first time, yeah. what they realize is okay. They see this sport is extreme, is is fantastic. They they always are. You know, it's a wow uh, effect when they come to a GP. But when they remove the helmet and they see Jorge Prado, yeah. which is a really good-looking guy, yeah. young, uh, very polite, uh, you know, they don't realize that under this farmer, <laughs> they, they are they are fantastic guys. You yeah. know, they see they see them just like riders, and now they see them like human. And, and so this is a link that we have to improve in the coming years. So I totally agree with you. Yeah, like I would like to see even using TV. You could like instead of doing a team report before each race, like even because I know it's in the uh, OAT contract that they get the team report. But instead of the traditional team report with each team, I'd like to see. Uh, say Wilvo have a team report and it's like okay it's going to be focused on Wilvo but instead of a team report it's going to be focused on a story within Wilvo so uh, it's Jeremy Sewer's 150th GP in a row this weekend so it's focused specifically on him shows his first GP talks to him about some highlights some low times how he normally he nearly missed this one because he hit his head silly in Argentina and just 
even showing the Wilvo workshop, because again, that's something that an average guy would see the workshop and be like, well, these, these motocross riders in muddy fields, they do have money in some class. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. I think that's, I think there's, I think, yeah, I just think that's quite important. I agree with you, totally. I'll send you that email with 100 yeah, ideas. Yeah, 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 yeah. You can read it on the plane to you Indonesia. You can also write a book about yeah. this 100 ideas. Trust me, this is something <laughs> I've thought about um, a lot. Um, last question. That'll take us to an even hour, which it's been long, but we can do another one next week. Um, and this is deep, so this may this question may take us to next week. Um, Mark William Williams said, "Have you reached the vision that you had when you took over this series? So have you? I guess have you achieved everything you've wanted to achieve? Are you where you want to be? Are you where you expected to be at this time? Of how are things? How are things looking just from your personal? Like, what's your long-term vision for this championship?" Wow, this is a very deep question, uh, as you said. We're going to so miss the racing. <laughs> <laughs> Look, the, the vision of where is the World Championship now and where will be the championship in the, in the upcoming decades, it's a vision which is in con continuously evolving because um, for sure you have where you want to arrive and then you have step to arrive there. Our, our vision is always to make the, this sport more popular. So this vision will never stop, yeah. in fact, because uh, as I told you before, every year we see what, what we did good, what we could improve. The, the personality of riders is something yeah. that we want to work much more in the future, because this is something that technology also gives us the possibility to do yeah. now, when before was not the case. Uh, but yes, if I can take the vision, the, the really long-term vision, I can bring back my further vision, because, yeah. you know, I think everybody knows from where we come from. It's a uh, it's a it's a vision that my father started in eighty eighty four when he started uh, be a big passionate of motocross and uh, after cooking pasta for the riders uh, and working night uh, as a docker for coming to the GPs to f like a fan. Yeah, you know he he had the vision that this sport could could always be improved, uh, be presented better, to again. Um, respect all the, the fans but bring more fans because yeah. this sport deserves to be more popular than what it is at that time and the, I think like almost uh, 30 years later we managed to bring this sport in a higher level in more professional level I remember when I was a kid uh, coming here and seeing uh, the teams with vans with two or three people uh, now you have teams like uh, Yamaha, um, Honda, KTM traveling with 20 people, yep. uh, workers, between mechanics, between trainers, between physio, between cookers, between, uh, you know, all these things. Yep. Uh, you see fantastic brands investing in, uh, in, in this sport, into, team, into teams. Uh, you manage to go to 20 Grand Prix, where before was much less. Yep. You manage to have uh, great TVs and before was not the case. Uh, we we managed to have a lot of spectators for sure. It's different than in the 80s, but in total the spectator grows yep. because we have more race, we touch more market, we touch more fans worldwide. Um, so let's say we are in line with our vision, but it's still a long way to go because uh, we have the passion. We have uh, it's still animated by passion because this uh, the, this sport is in our blood um, so we will continue to do our best to, to to improve it we will continue to invest into this sport to bring uh, to bring new talents and to bring new people to, to love it 
really the, the thing the things that uh, always uh, surprise me in a good way most of the people before they, they are on site they don't realize what is motocross uh, they think still it's a sport uh, that is on the countryside yep. uh, which is very very niche yep uh, and uh, I, I can also tell you know in, in the in the sport industry like a big agency like uh, li like this when they come to, to, to an event and they realize what is about uh, the, the infrastructure we have to put in place to deliver a GP you know yep. uh, a, a wall paddock today is more than 80,000 square meters so it's also something when you start realizing what is 80,000 square meters is huge is huge so you, you don't just need to have a beautiful track you need to have all what what is around you know to to have to have uh, to have a grand prix uh, we have 100 journalists that are here we need to give internet you have one you yeah. are one of them so you travel i didn't them. have internet in argentina and i was very angry yeah you <laughs> see so we <laughs> even the line even the line was not here in argentina at the beginning so it's uh, it's something that really we have um, we ha we have to improve every time yep. in every aspect we have. But on our vision, we ha we are we are on the on on our way. You know, we we always take feedbacks of the people. Motocross is and will still be a family. Uh, this is also something that are a difference between some other big sports. Uh, we are all. Uh, spending eight months together, uh, there are a lot of relationship between the people inside the, inside the paddock, between teams, riders, yep. as as, ma as promoter, manufacturer, journalist. We we see more. Most of us we see more our our colleagues and our partners in yep. life. Uh, so it's a it's a it's a way of life uh, to be in 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 MXGP in in a, in a kind. So um, now for me, really, it's like. I see. I see that we are on the good way. I see a still a lot of things to be done uh, to keep it at that level and to continue to grow. But in general, I see we are we are in our in our vision. Yes, what what we were dreaming of 15 years yeah. ago, it's uh, it's uh, it's happening, and uh, and we are um, always reinventing to 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 go further. So yeah. Um, last question, my question. I just realised I haven't actually asked any of mine this interview, so I've basically just been sat here doing nothing. Um, World Supercross, have those guys contacted you? Have they, I don't think that MXGP riders are really their target. I don't think they're really looking at this, but have you had any contact with them? Have they reached out to you about working with them? Or until they do, are they kind of just another championship that's not a concern? Yeah, it's it's a, it's a little bit like this. Yep. It's it's, uh, it's a it's another championship. Is not is it's another challenges for them. So it's uh, we 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 have uh, so much things to to manage already yep. on our side. So uh, we will concentrate on our on our series on our championship on the MXGP World Championship. Uh, and uh, no, I don't have any uh, any comments on doing. Well, it's a similar thing actually because I know from talking to those guys and what they've announced so far, um, they're obviously going to go around the world their aim is to have 22 riders. So again, <laughs> that is immediately, um, again, they're going to face their challenges, but immediately the bar is set much lower than, unfortunately, you've got 40 gates to fill and people that's people's ex expectations to bring us back to where we started. Yeah, yeah, but traveling the world is uh, is not an easy thing to do. This is sure. You you saw, you see with the, the freight, with... Uh, we we travel in twi in uh, yeah in a bit less than twenty countries, but uh, uh, yeah sixteen seventeen yep. countries. Um, it's every country has a different regulation. Every country has different languages, uh, different culture. Uh, 
when we go overseas, you are you are uh, going to uh, to um, to customs. You are going to import mater yeah. goods, material, fuel. It's something which is very, very, very um, let's say complicated uh, and bring a lot of challenges. Uh, but it's uh, it's our work and uh, and uh, and it's very exciting on another way because uh, when you do just easy things, uh, you, you, the motivation is not the same, you know. Well, that takes us to an even hour. Um, you haven't called security on me unless they're hiding behind You're that still banner. There, you see. Yep. We'll see you tomorrow. <laughs> if I'm not heard from this weekend, then trust me, someone call someone because this interview has gone terribly bad. Um, no, but thanks for your time. Uh, I think this has been okay. I yeah, hope, it was very, I feel like very we've tackled okay. some things. But I mean, it's good for you to get an opportunity to actually explain why there were 15 riders on the line in Argentina and kind of tell you your know, side of the story. As I always told you, Lewis, it's never a bad question because uh, we are here to to make our best for this yeah. championship. Anyway, uh, we are we are, we have the passion of motocross. We want to improve uh, the, this sport. Uh, in in-front motor racing, we are 140 people working eight months uh, fully for this sport yep. and the, the four other months to prepare next season and to, to prepare to improve this uh, this championship so what we what what that, what I can say is uh, we do our best we make mistake and we do our best to improve our, on our mistake always but still with the passion of this sport and uh, and you cannot imagine how happy I was in Argentina queuing for uh, hours to access <laughs> the, the track because it was 40,000 fans which are passionate about this sport and enjoy this race. Yeah. And uh, at the very end, we when we go out of the bed uh, for coming here, uh, we, we do it for that reason, you know, to, to the last two years with uh, racing without spectators to make a kind of private party, you know, it's, it's not something that, that, that we are made for. Yeah. So I really hope that this season will give a lot, a lot of pleasure to everybody. We have a lot of surprise also because it's, we always have, have surprise in these championships, and uh, to see a lot of people coming to our to, to 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 our world championship, and to have a lot of pleasure together. Well, thank you for your time. Thank you everyone for listening. I hope this has answered some of your questions. Obviously, like I say, I didn't get to all of them, but we do have 16 more rounds to go. So if this has sparked any thoughts, ideas, anything you now want answered off the back of this, um, I'm sure we can do part two somewhere down the line. We definitely won't leave it three years again, that's for sure, because MXGP deserves better than that, and I failed, which, sad news. Um, thank you for listening. Stay tuned to MX Vice for more from the MXGP of Portugal and the remaining 16 rounds or whatever we have to go we're still early in this thing thanks for listening and we will see you next podcast which i don't actually know what that'll be but we'll see you then cheers cheers